ancestors, that is the promised land. Little wonder that when we catch up with the story in Genesis 32, there had been no ceasefire between Jacob and Esau, so Jacob was pretty anxious about returning home. Jacob sent scouts ahead to Esau, who reported that Esau was approaching with 400 men. Jacob was truly afraid of what that might mean. Hoping to charm and subdue Esau, Jacob sent his beautiful family ahead with extravagant gifts of sheep and goats and oxen. He stayed behind to spend the night alone, praying and probably worrying about what was about to happen. That's when Jacob encountered God on a very personal level. Apparently, a lifetime of deceit and trickery had started to weigh on Jacob. He struggled with his fears and anxieties, his sin, his differences with God. Jacob had anticipated the wrath of his brother Esau, but perhaps not anticipated what was coming next. At the moment of Jacob's deepest vulnerability and dread, God entered into the very depths of his pain in a very unusual way. God met Jacob where he was and accompanied him into the struggle. Alone and afraid, Jacob wrestled through the night, all night long, with an opponent whose identity at first was shrouded in mystery. The assailant was in human form. Jacob may well have thought it was Esau himself. Some versions of scripture call the stranger an angel, some a man, some God. Clearly, it was more than just a nightmare. It was a physical presence. The encounter caused some serious apprehension and exertion for Jacob and for his opponent as well. Isn't that the way it is for us sometimes? When we are battling with an issue, worrying about some hurtful words we said that damaged a special relationship, or praying without ceasing for a loved one who is in agony, we can count on God to mix it up with us, to challenge us, to convict us, to reveal God's self to us. However it happens, God joins us in our struggle. What Jacob experienced was more than just what we might call a dark night of the soul. I don't know about you, but much of my wrestling does seem to occur at night. You can ask my husband. During the day, we are distracted by the busyness of life. When night falls, in those moments of quiet and solitude, when we're supposed to be drifting off into dreamland, hmm, that's when my fears get a hold of my heart and my brain seems to come alive and I replay those things over and over and over. Can I get an amen on that? <laughs> Apparently, Jacob was strong enough and determined enough to keep this battle going all night long. We already knew Jacob wasn't a quitter because we saw the perseverance he showed in pursuit of Rachel. Wouldn't it be wonderful to be that strong, that determined, physically and even more so spiritually? Jacob's, Jacob's opponent said, let me go, it's about to be daybreak. In those days, it was common to think that God's face was not to be seen. 
If you did see God's face, even by accident, you would surely die. Thus, the struggle needed to end before dawn. But still, Jacob had pinned his opponent so completely that there was no escape. Jacob alone had the power to grant God's quest for release. Does that sound right to you? God was not playing games with Jacob, was he? Then Jacob did something that I think is incredibly amazing and brave. As he held tight to his opponent, Jacob demanded a blessing. Really, Jacob? He hadn't already wrestled enough blessings away from his brother and his father and his uncle that he needed to wrestle one more blessing away from God? In my years of ministry, I've known a number of people who have wrestled with God. Here are the three most common topics I've encountered. Number one, a calling, often into full-time ministry, but not always. God and I wrestled with this for several years, and some days I'm not sure we're finished yet. There are a few people in our congregation that I pray are wrestling with this today. And if right now you're thinking, I wonder if she's talking about me, I probably am. See me after worship. Number two, a sin committed in word or deed for which the wrestler is feeling tremendous guilt and shame and needs reconciliation. Been there, done that several times. I expect you have too. If you think I'm talking about you now, well, that's between you and God. Number three, love. Oh, love is such a big problem in our world. As in, choosing to marry or not to marry or no longer be married to a particular person or dealing with the anger, grief, and sadness that comes upon the loss of a particular person you love. I've done some wrestling with God about these issues and I consider it a tremendous and sacred privilege to pray with many of you as you have wrestled with your own issues of love and loss. Do you know that game, Never Have I Ever? Yes? Okay, I see some heads nodding. Never have I ever encountered a person who, when at the end of their rope and dis desperately seeking a solution or a resolution to any of those dilemmas, demanded a blessing from God in the midst of that wrestling Blessings are not normally gained through struggle, or are they? Jacob was willing to risk everything, even death, for the sake of God's blessing. And in the end, Jacob was blessed. Theologian Frederick Buechner, one of my favorites, called this moment the magnificent defeat. What does it mean for Jacob? And what does it mean for us? disciples of Jesus. We know Jesus struggled. Before he began his ministry, he battled sin and his calling for 40 days in the wilderness. He wrestled with his calling again in the garden when facing crucifixion when he said, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. Even though few of us, if any, hopefully, physically wrestle with God, 
Our spiritual wrestling can have a real physical, emotional, and intellectual consequence in our lives. Restless nights, sickness, tears, mental anguish, exhaustion, more. But the truth is, things do happen in our lives that we don't understand or like. We are faced with difficult, perhaps even impossible choices. We get angry with God. We think God owes us an explanation. And sometimes we sin. Thankfully, God understands our human condition and has the mercy and the power to join us in our human struggle, to join with us and journey with us to reconciliation, and to grant the blessing we seek. If we learn anything from this passage, is that it's okay to wrestle because our God is a God of blessings. Jacob receives God's grace and blessing, but not until after the wrestling. God remained God, but Jacob is no longer Jacob. At the end of the night, God gave Jacob a new name that praised him for struggling with God and keeping up the fight until dawn. He is now Israel. And in the giving of this blessing, this new name that would shape biblical history for all time, something of the power of God has been entrusted to Israel. And there is hope for Jacob and for what and who Israel is called to be. Jacob was left with a limp for the rest of his days, a physical reminder of his encounter. According to this story, wrestling with God is okay, but you need to be prepared that it might be hard on you. It might even change your life. It might even be worth it. Jacob, now Israel, comes to his brother changed with a new name and a new limp, but perhaps also a new heart that has encountered God, been reconciled to God, and fully belongs to God. God was with Jacob in the struggle with his brother and with the past that he had. If Jacob could hold his own even with God, Surely he would be able to hold his own with Esau, right? Because he knew God, the wrestler, was with him. So perhaps Jacob could felt, felt he could face any foe, no matter how hostile. What a blessing to have that assurance of God's presence. What Jacob expected from Esau was hostility and probably violence. But instead... He received grace, peace, and a renewed relationship. Maybe it was a God thing. Jacob's reconciliation with God led to his peaceful reconciliation with Esau and his release from the pain of his past. You know, our relationships with God and with people are unavoidably linked together. Our reconciliation with God makes possible our forgiveness and reconciliation with our past, with our sins, with our hurts, our rejections. In that moment of resolution, we come to know God and ourselves better. What a blessing 
That is, if we are brave enough to wrestle, to allow God to join with us in the struggle. This work of reconciliation can happen within ourselves, within our families, our churches, our companies, even peoples, groups, and nations. It is a work that we are so desperate for in these days of conflict, division, and hatred. But as we see in this story, it's not easy. It requires strength, determination, and perseverance. Now, for a long time, I didn't understand why people would get so upset about things at church. But I have come to realize that people do get upset because they care so deeply about church and about their faith. This story not only gives us permission, it invites us to ask God our toughest questions, to argue with God, to fight back and demand better for ourselves and more of God. God may welcome those who argue and wrestle, for it shows that we care about following God, living as God's forgiven and reconciled people, and receiving God's blessing even in our darkest moments. If you've already wrestled with God, you probably know what I'm talking about. But if you haven't, I'm going to pray that such an encounter awaits you and that you care enough about following God's will for your life that you have had or will have the blessing of a sleepless night or that gut-wrenching fear and anxiety of knowing you've messed up and hurt someone or the tears and teeth gnashing that come when your self-serving desires meet that God-serving call. If you've not been there yet, or recently, maybe it's time to ask why. To ask for God's forgiveness and mercy. To seek God's will and God's call for your life where God might need to wrestle with you to change your heart, to give you a new identity, and to bless you. About a thousand years ago, a Scottish exegete, that's a fancy word for biblical interpreter, his name was A.B. Davidson, wrote about this wrestling match in The Called of God, saying, God provokes the struggle that God may conquer us by being overcome. Oh, that our hearts might be conquered by God's grace and mercy. Christ calls us to live our lives open to God's fierce and transforming presence, and God is willing to wrestle us for our very lives. May it be so with you. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit.